get with the programming. I'm Chase Singram. I'm Captain America. And along with me is Bill Grundler. Wolverine. And this is analyzing the programming of the Rogue Invitational. It just went down in Austin, Texas. Te- technically Round Rock, Texas. So you you Round Rock lo- uh, locals will... Uh, We'll give you your dues. It's like uh, <laughs> it's like saying it's the Dallas Cowboys. And we're like we're in Dallas, Texas, in the you know AT and T Stadium. It's like actually it's in Arlington, but you know which I hate. <laughs> I freaking hate it. I hate driving out there for a Cowboy game. It's so annoying. <laughs> oh my god! Well, if oh. you guys didn't see it, it was really cool. I mean, Man. the way they set, I would have never really thought that a baseball stadium, dude could be a crossfit arena and it looked awesome i they I, did, I i i, I got a hand it to rogue man yeah. they did a great job did it come across well on um on yeah on TV? it looked awesome it looked it looked awesome i had honestly had no idea how it would play out because i, I was like you i was like it feels like it's going to be really spread out right not not well, it's as just a weird angle too i yeah, mean it's like, like you're looking at a diamond you're not your normal yeah it's not the normal setup and the way they set it up from it was like home plate to center field was basically like the field track yeah and yeah. how they and, and the way that whole stadium was set up because it's it's a um um what is the baseball leagues it's it's minor league it's a minor league yeah. baseball field so it's not too big it's actually really intimate it's it's very tennis stadium like yeah without you know the 360 degree seating well, and you made that you made that comment saying that it was a an intimate setting, and, yeah. and I it was hard to tell at least from watching it, it was hard to tell if it was like that. Other than the fact that the the athletes were in the dugout, the the in the the dugout right underneath yeah stands yeah, but it was really cool that when they would pan back and then you'd see how how high the stands would go, mm-hmm. how high the seats would go yeah. So it was uh very operatic setting it know? was cool it was, it was really cool when when really you got cool. on site it was like oh this is this is way cooler and, and way more like i said intimate than, yeah. than i thought it would and it had a real old school gamesy vibe to it huh, crazy. In, in the best way yeah so i, hey, I how, how the hell did they build that hill dude is that bleachers so kind of it's like it was like scaffolding Okay. So it was tiered, and it was like scaffolding and, and plywood, and then they covered it in turf. And that was like the turf, like like nailed down, or yeah, they had to because I mean, that, was, that it was a, that was a steep hill, dude. It was steep. It was tough getting up, but when you turned around, I was like, "Whoa!" I actually have to be careful. Like All if I were to down. just run down it, I would have fallen flat on my face. It was uh, it was were, steep. There were a hand there were a handful of uh, some cartoon pinwheely. I thought going down somebody would athlete. fall and nobody yeah. did. Yeah, totally. I think it's because Sarah Sigmund's daughter wasn't there. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm just, if anybody's gonna fall down a hill, you know, Sarah always has something weird happen to her. That would have been oh, that would have been her, her opportune moment. What was crazy was that the day before. Um, a storm blew through Texas right around Tuesday or Wednesday. And when that happens, usually for us, obviously, depending which direction it's going, but it was a northern. So it's coming from basically, you know, we've, we've talked about Texas weather before. But like if a storm's coming north, north to south, it's like cold Canadian weather. That's rarely yeah. where it's coming from. And the temperatures dropped like 20 or 30 degrees. And the wind was crazy. 
It's like 50 mile an hour winds, which doesn't sound like a lot, but you know, dry, think about driving your car, rolling the window down and putting your hand out the window. That's 50 mile an hour wind. It was unreal. And they had to nail down all the turf on the hill because every hour it would just like the wind would take it off <laughs> of this giant hill that they made. It was crazy windy. And it was, it was also pretty windy on Friday. Yeah. I really wish they could have gotten like a side angle of that hill. I mean, you, you got like cool running shots. Right. And you could kind of see, but it was it was difficult to see how steep other than how hard they were mm-hmm. working on the way up or how fast they were going down. Yeah. But I mean, what a, that was a pretty cool addition, I got to say. Very neat awesome. idea. Yeah. Um, I thought it was neat. Rogue, it's funny is that they haven't really built anything new at the Cross of Games, so I feel like for a couple of years now. Totally. I mean, obviously they didn't in 2020 because that was aroma. So everything they built was relatively new. Um, even the, the like wooden rope climb Zeus, basically, like the wooden Zeus they made in aroma. So they just left it there. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, you can just well, keep it. Stuff is so big. <laughs> I know. There's like, there's no point in like Remember when they made down. the bob, the big bobs the first time? Yeah. And everyone's like, hey, who wants to buy one? Because we don't want to take Yeah, we, we're who not going to ship Who wants to buy by? one? <laughs> we got bobs here for sale. We're not taking them back. Bobs no, are $5. um yeah that was that was pretty cool though that was pretty cool so the Um, the hill was new the the logs on the rig zeus rig oh yeah when they did the over under yeah and then the the pedestals for the sandbags those were new things that they just built um what else did they make that was new the dog sled wheelbarrows i mean that's a modification of the dog sled that i mean people maybe don't know about yeah, but uh, it was I've neat. seen the I've seen those on their on their site, uh, but yeah. I haven't seen those really like in in use. I mean, yeah. I, I know you if people started kind of looking at them the second iteration when they did this, the wheelbarrow. Uh, oh, in fact, yeah. these, these were these were a little bit more sleddy than those ones were even. So right, even they didn't like, have uh, any pegs a, a on tool the bottom. Up from that. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. So that was that was pretty interesting. But uh, yeah, it was neat and. Um, I mean, we'll go through the weekend as we go through the events, but uh, man, it was super fun, super fun. Um, God, what was I going to say? Oh, the venue. Okay, so the, uh, what I liked was because they had the strongmen there. Yeah, and I, I saw some mixed reviews on that. It's like, oh, it was annoying to have them in. I was like, no, it was great. Like, instead of a team competition interspliced between individuals, it was just a strongman event. Now, the only problem was, is I felt like half of them got like majorly injured after the first two events. <laughs> really? Dude, like two guys like pulled their hamstrings and I mean, they're deadlifting 900 pounds. I, I mean, like, yeah, there's a lot of, but you know, it's, it's funny you say that because there was a whole conversation between uh pat sherwood mm-hmm. and dr cass bill oh yeah dr bill the original you know yeah um about how how like safe the strongman stuff is yeah. and you know you can you can put it into all these different things and you know <laughs> it's you know, safe movements and blah 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 and they just say that everyone got hurt yeah well i mean <laughs> <laughs> this, this, I mean, I guess that you could chalk it to to sports, but well, yeah, totally. I mean, you do anything at the high end. Yeah, there's all. I mean, you know, the the chance mm-hmm. always increases. It doesn't matter what sport it is. Right. It doesn't matter what. I mean, pick a sport. The higher 
the higher realm you get into, the more elite realm yeah. that you get into, I mean, you're pushing the boundaries of mm. physical bodiness, you Dude, know? these guys, they're, they're a different species. Like, there's men, women, and then, like, strong men. <laughs> like, it's a... They are giants. They, they are, yes. Giants. They, uh, standing next to Brian Shaw and <laughs> Tom Stoltman... They're both six eight, and I my my brother is six ten, right? So I'm not like blown away by tall human beings. I mean, we played sports through college, yeah. like we all we we hung out with athletes our entire lives, and we're, we're surrounded by huge people all the time. Totally different universe. Brian Shaw and uh, Tom Stoltman are six eight, over four hundred pounds. They're yeah. just they just take up so much space. You can almost it's almost like they have their own like gravitational pull. Dude, it's the width of those guys. Yes. I mean, they aren't it, tall is tall and everyone's yeah. used to tall is tall, but these guys are literally walls with feet. Like, <laughs> they just walk and they are as broad as they are tall. So it isn't oh. like, oh, you're six eight. Yeah, I, I've seen people that are seven two before. Yeah. I've seen people that are six ten before. My brother's six ten. It's like six ten and six feet wide. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. That's the shoulder, not the arms. That's the that's where the shoulders go. Like the, those guys are massive. Yeah. It was fun. I, I wish they were all kind of operating at a hundred percent because their events were super cool. Yeah, but only like two or three of them could get through the whole thing, which is part of the the the, the challenge. But the did you get to watch the final event? Uh yeah. With the stones. I was I was kind. Of, oh yeah like yeah the yeah. The stone yeah. ladder. Yeah. So awesome. going in, Martin Leitzitz had like a two point lead, which the way their scoring worked was it was you got ten points for first because there's ten of them and then one point for tenth. Tom Stoltman, who was in second, has the world record of a stone over that barrier, at six oh three. Six hundred. And three pound stone. This, like, I have a hundred and fifty pound stone. This yeah. right, <laughs> the, the smallest guy there was three hundred pounds, and he he won the the sear bell shoulder overhead that finished with three hundred pounds. Dude, and the and the way their their color guy Lawrence explained, it, he's like, yeah, he's just taking himself in the compounded of a of a sear bell. And then put over his head. I was like, that's insane. He's like, now Tom has picked up a ball of two strongmen in the shape of an orb and have has lifted it over a log. So when Tom went, you're like, shit, no one's going to beat that. And then lead seats came out and it was just like, boop, boop, boop. And then beat him because he, he was going last. Yeah. Beat like the stone man. I think that's like his, his like nickname in, in <laughs> strongman. <laughs> the master lord of the stone or something they, they all have like kick-ass names it's pretty cool totally <laughs> and uh beats him and everyone just goes nuts and like fireworks and shit went off that was the coolest thing too is like whenever there's like a record broken or or someone did something amazing they had fireworks lined up like rogue worked with the stadium and you wow. know they, they have fireworks for home runs like yeah we want fireworks yeah. like last stone fireworks champion <laughs> i was like this is some Next level stuff. That was pretty uh, cool. The, it, it, dude, the, the, the things that they would have them do 
it, it's really weird because they're either so spectacular or they're just so different that they almost don't make sense. Like you got the big grinder, the the big uh, what was that thing called? Were they the big wooden Conan, oh, the, the barbarian, the yoke? Thing. Oh, no, the wheel the, of pain. The wheel of pain. The wheel I was of pain. so excited to see that that thing. So yeah. they're just driving this. Who can who can march it the furthest? Which Dude. makes sense. And then you have these stones that they look big. I don't even know. How, literally, I don't know how you can pick something up that is that large. And I'm not even talking weight wise. Yeah. I'm talking size wise. Like, well, I don't know how you. They get were your also um, the the stones they used. They weren't spherical. They were just like randomly stoned, <laughs> which was crazy. part of the challenge. So like they had to uh, figure out the side. Yeah. So you have all of that. And you, I mean, it, that you won, you kind of get, mm -hmm. you got to pick it up, put it up over the, over the hurdle or mm -hmm. the, you know, the different, the, the fence height. Um, and then they had the one where you had to pick up the one sided dumbbell upright and it was just all i had to do was stand oh, up with yeah it. yeah it a was Thor's like the hammer handed vertical the hammer yeah. whatever it is, which is so it's so strange because then i watched the one dude that won and i don't remember even what his name was that was martin that was geez, oh, yeah man. he's like oh i'll do it tomorrow i could win five thousand bucks because he won it was over on saturday night oh, so the, the hammer like, pull was massive. on sunday yeah massive but it was like he grabs it and i saw so i saw one guy Chalking up his hand, chalking up his hand, stand nothing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it looked it looked like the movie Thor. Yeah. Like someone <laughs> trying to pick up, you know, you are not Ragnarok trying to pick it up, you know, <laughs> yeah. not being able to pick it up. And then and then Martine picks up and chalks up and just grabs stands right up. Winner. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. That, Boop. How, no problem. How is that a competition? But then it was like it's so good. It and that's what I think it's important. Mm -hmm. We're so used to everyone being able to do everything to where there's a race. Mm-hmm. But like in strongman, it's you need to have these massive guys, yeah, or women, depending on what, whatever you're doing, uh, go through an event and completely not be able to move it, right? Just so you can understand what that weight is, because if you're picking up 300 pounds with one hand upside down as a hammer, like that doesn't like who picks up it? Nobody has any any frame of reference with that, so mm -hmm. you don't know even what that looks like. So when you have one guy that can lift it. And another guy that's slipping, 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 can't, 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 can't. Oh, maybe it is heavy. Yeah. Ah, oh, okay. It, I, it was, it, it, I'm glad that Rogue puts those guys in there because it, one, I mean, it definitely showcases those athletes, which I think is important. Um, but man, what a, what a cool contrast. It was cool. I, re cool I really liked it. And what was neat at the end is that it took two, this was what I feel like we had this with like the weightlifting crowd, maybe early, mid, early games eras, right? Remember after Amanda, like the entire Olympic lifting community was like, what the F are these? Yeah, and I'm like, I get it now. Yeah. That, now that I look back on it, I'm like, oh, okay. You're not to say you weren't <laughs> wrong. But now we're just like, oh, by the way, you're welcome. Here, here are all our athletes that are now your, yep. your Olympians. <laughs> yep, totally. Totally. And, and so there's a mutual respect between those two fields. I feel like we didn't have that with the strong man because really like CrossFitters are like, you you guys are just like these you're ogres. Not fit, you're you're not strong. fit. You're just strong. And strong men are like, you tiny little babies. And <laughs> <laughs> I pinch you between my pectorals. Oh. I felt like that was you know, a pretty it, good Arnold you know, it, impression. It's but. interesting. It's interesting because even especially – 
on the broadcast side, what we always modeled mm-hmm. our broadcasts for the for the competitions were based off the strongman events, mm-hmm. multiple events, mm-hmm. short setups, how you score them, how you talk about it, how you drive the story. I mean, so we've we've always been running kind of side by side with strongman for I mean, yeah, a decade, right? You know. It's crazy. But and crazy. so at the end of the weekend, it was really neat because I feel like the majority of the CrossFit crowd, especially were there, were like, okay, I'm getting into this now. And what yeah. was neat was too is Dr. Bill told me he's like a lot of his friends were watching and like, hey, this CrossFit stuff is actually pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. And the neatest part before and then we'll get into what we're actually here for was the the all the workers that were there. Um, at, at in the stadium, were had never seen CrossFit before. It was great because oh. almost all the staff there it looked like Walmart greeters, like your grandma, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. like your grandma, yeah. like any baseball, totally. You know, and they were obsessed with it, and they were so thankful that Rogue came and brought this event into their stadium. Even even more so is that this Round Rock location and the AAA team is is basically like backed by Nolan Ryan. Oh, wow. Yes. Like he is all over that thing. Yeah. All over it. And I heard he, even he was watching the stream because he wanted oh, to see what cool. it looked like in his arena. Not arena, yeah. but in his stadium. And he was loving it too. So that, that, it was it was really neat. That's cool. I'll definitely be following strongman stuff going forward a bit more. It, I'm telling you, man. Is as much as there are, there can be some. There can be gains on either haters. side of the fence. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 haters is kind of a. I mean, I think that's a little of an aggressive word, but there's a lot of people that want to, you know, call shit on CrossFit because oh, you CrossFitters doing your stuff just super fast, blah blah blah, yeah. whatever. But the one of the coolest things about CrossFit is we have taken so much from so many sports mm-hmm. that we can look at all of these other sports and not that we think that we can compete with the best of the best in it, but it's like I get what you're doing. Right, you're doing stones. I've done sandbags. I've done some. I know what you're talking about. You're doing rings. I'm watching the gymnastics. I've seen that. You're doing rowing. Oh, I've watched you guys the Olympics. We do that sometimes over here. Oh, we're watching Olympic lifting. We're doing that. We're watching running. We're watching cycling. We're mm-hmm. watching skiing. We're watching all of these different things that most people, when they do their one activity, yeah, that's the only level of of uh, relation that they have. You mm-hmm. know, we. We're across the board, and that's really – I think it's really cool. We're borrowers. Totally. <laughs> well, I mean, and then that, but that's – you know, you go back to what CrossFit was in the very beginning. It was – there isn't movements that are CrossFit. CrossFit is we're going to grab all the best stuff and yeah. put it together. It's a methodology. And it's the methodology yeah. of that, which is just – I'm, I'm telling you, man, that's like one of the coolest things. Not, I mean, you can get into all the, the physiological part of it, but just the mm-hmm. fun part where – you feel like you can jump into anything. Yeah. What do you got to do? Oh, we're going to go rock climb today? Cool. Oh, what? We're right. going to go swimming today? Awesome. We're going to go surfing. We're going to go. We have to move all this dirt with a shovel and a wheelbarrow. Cool. Mm-hmm. We're going to go lift today. Awesome. We're going to do old man curls. We're going to do, I mean, what? A, we feel like we've kind of dipped our toe into everything so we can play with everything. Right. And it's just, it's just really cool. And so I think that now when we watch this kind of stuff, we, we have that natural you know, 
that kinsmanship with all of these different elements and all these different athletes. It's, it's cool. I think it's fun. Super fun. It was, it was great. And I think, um, there was a, a couple elements along the weekend that was some like crossover, which I thought was really cool. There was, um, I thought there was a lot of crossover. Yeah. And there was a, there was one moment I'll, I'll tell it when we get to the final. Um, yeah. All right. Before we get into our Analyze the Programming series, I want to thank our partners of the show, Bubs Naturals. Bubs Naturals. Go to bubsnaturals.com. Use the code GETWITH20 for 20% off every order. They have the MCT oil powder, the collagen protein, and the apple cider vinegar gummies, which cr basically check off every box you need for your morning routine. You've got the good healthy fats for your gut with the MCT oil powder. It also creams up your coffee and it is non-dairy. So those of you that are lactose intolerant, you have an option there for you. You have the collagen protein, which fixes all your achy joints. If you're the tin man from the Wizard of Oz, that's not oil in that can that he had on all his joints. That's actually just <laughs> collagen protein. Little Bub's Naturals in there. That's what it was. Just <laughs> a little powder on Yeah, that, that blackness sprinkle. was just the coffee that he had. Then he had all the MCT oil powder and collagen protein mixed in there. and Got all his creaky joints all nice and smooth. Make sure you go to bubsnaturals.com. Use the code GETWITH20 for 20% off. We just saw uh, Element 26. They just did a post on their rip repair. And uh, I saw a few ripped hands this weekend. I was like, you know what you could do is you go to element26.co, get some of that rip repair, and it's going to close up your rip. It's going to make sure you can get back to training the next day instead of basically having to work around it for a week. You go to element26.co, use the code GETWITH15 for 15% off all U.S. orders. And while you're there, get yourself some hand grips, which – we desperately needed to use during the lift move work event that was last yeah. weekend Yeah, on those bar muscle-ups. Seriously. Muscle <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> We're oh. a lifesaver. And uh, just make sure you give yourself a little discount there. And before we get into that, we have a new schedule that got posted by the CrossFit Games, which means there's a lot more videoing that's going to be needed, especially for the Masters because they have an additional – qualifying stage and if you're going to have to video more improve your fitness no app better to use than the wad proof app you know it you got to get yourself videoed you got to have that proof the wad proof app so you got to make sure you get the best one there but if it, you want to get in now early so you can fix whatever holes you might have you got to hop on their pro pack so you can get uh, in touch with all of their different 12-week programs that they have whether it's gymnastics whether it's rowing whether it's engine whether it's strength whether it's olympic lifting whether it's master stuff whatever you can hop on their programs their pro, their pro pack is 9.99 a month or you can use our get with code and you can get a 20 percent off of their three-month subscription and again they have their uh i think it's their third iteration their volume three uh, that they're going to be putting out soon. Um, very community-based, a lot more opportunities to do head-to-head -head type stuff. Uh, more athletes, I got Daniel Brandon on there now, um, to either post stuff, compete with, um, whether she's going to do different little coaching, little deals or workout programs, whatever. You got to hop on that train because that is going to be a big, big deal. So you're right. The Masters, they have, I mean, I, like I don't want to. I don't want to say it's a regional, but it's kind of a regional semifinal setup. So hey, it's a it's a step into the regional direction. It's definitely we'll say a step. That. I like it. One hundred percent. Yeah, I like it. All right. Oh, you know what? One thing about the Wadproof app on the Pro Pack, and I, like an idiot, you know, I program twelve weeks at a time, outline wise for the for my gym, 
And I was sitting there the other day because, you know, it's been 13 years and then sometimes I run out of ideas and I have to look at other places and, and to get inspired. And I was like, why am I not just logging into the pro pack and just downloading a gymnastics program that's 12 weeks long from Turi Helgadotter and just do it at the gym? Yeah. I'm no an kidding. idiot. No kidding. But now I'm even more excited because they have what? How many different programs do they have number-wise, top of your head? Uh, uh, they, it, I won't say at least 12, maybe 15. In they all facets, I mean, right? everything. Everything. Gymnastics, everything. conditioning. They got a rowing one. You have your master's one. Yep. They got everything on there. Everything. So if you guys are a coach or a programmer or an affiliate owner, there is programs out there for you designed already that you can just take off that and utilize in your programming. But you got to get the Wadproof app with the Pro Pack, but use Get With, as Bill said. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you'll do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor. You know it. You know it. Well, let's talk some programming. Let's talk about programming of the Rogue Invitational. And before we get to event one, I think it's always important, and we've done this before, is lay down the total purpose and goal of what the competition is trying to do. Because sometimes that will change the way you look at the programming. I feel like oftentimes it'll do that. So let's say when we look at the CrossFit Games, the goal of the CrossFit Games is to find the fittest. Find the fittest. Find Period. the fittest. The goal of sanctioned events is to find uh, to get your fittest field together. Fittest field, yes. So that they can all get together. Not fittest in one single big competition, right? And the point of the quarterfinals is again the collective group, the collective yeah. group, the open, yeah. the open, and that changes, right? The open doesn't need to be since it's only three events, sometimes four, depending on how they put it together, to find the fittest human being on the earth. It's just to vet the ten percent appropriately to the next level, and so for the Rogue Invitational, it's no longer a competition to find the fittest male and female to send to the CrossFit Games. Katie and Bill actually talked about this. Is like, we are designing a competition that is, one, to serve the athletes. That's priority one. Two, to serve the spectators and the fans of the sport and to create an event that is just a fun, great test and throwdown that is enjoyable for every one across the board spectators that are on site those watching online competitors when they're competing on the floor and that was really their main focus of the event by the way coolest athlete check-in i've ever seen really i've uh, yes the boot well i'm you know i'm i'm looking at it more from a texas side no. the cowboy <laughs> boots the cowboy hats the buckles the bolo ties i mean that was so cool to have a local flavor check-in out you know and they're like customizing your hat for you based off your color and your height and boots and which style you want like that was the most texas thing i've ever seen <laughs> and living in texas i have never been more jealous of <laughs> of athlete apparel because like we've we, we been doing this forever and i'm like yeah you guys just got a bunch of stuff it's like, I, I shirts, don't, bunch of, yeah, a bunch of shirts, bunch of shoes, cool bags, whatever, wrist wraps, sunglasses, like, yeah, stuff. This, I was like, oh. 
<laughs> Never before have I been jealous, but this time I was. This time I was, and that and that, and that goes to the athlete experience. So that's so funny. I mean, would you agree? Is is laying out the purpose of the event part of how you analyze the program? Absolutely, because the whole purpose of the program is that's your roadmap to get to the end, whatever right. the goal of that might be. So, I, I mean, I think generally speaking, any CrossFit programmer is going to try to throw the you're going to have your heavy lift you're going to have your sprint you're going to have your gymnastics stuff you're going to have your you know um, single modalities whatever it might be you're going to have a a, a relatively decent mix of that stuff mm -hmm. does it mean that we've hit everything perfectly across the board to quote unquote find the fittest not necessarily but again you're right the object here was to have a solid preseason event mm -hmm. for the athletes to see where they are, uh, to have, you know, to, to be able to go head to head with the best names that there are. I mean, it's a mini games. It really is. Yeah. And to really give the fans of our sport some excitement before we get into the holidays, before we start ramping up into the open season and all that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah. you know, generally speaking, these athletes are not, trained to their tip-top games level shape right now yeah but it's a great preseason to see where they are just to kind of have some fun i mean again it's great for the athletes because they're allowed to make some they can make some money serious carry money. them on through the year so that they don't have to like stress about do i need to work my other job or is this my job i mean you have a lot of those athletes that walk that line of mm -hmm. i need to do something else also to you know, make sure I can have enough cash for the year to travel yeah. around, even though they got the sponsors and everything else. But I mean, I, I, I thought it, I mean, I'm kind of a crypto guy. I like, <laughs> I like that stuff. So I thought it was super cool that they, that they, you know, had Bitcoin involved in this that was and cool. that Bitcoin was going up from when they first started. Yeah. So they actually made more than when they originally were planning on them making. I mm -hmm. thought that was awesome. That was really I thought cool. That was awesome. Uh, very cool. Yeah. And, and what you said too, is like, this is an off season event. But this still is a, I mean, this is a premier, premier. Oh, without a doubt. Event. I mean, without a doubt. You know, this is one of the best off-season events I've ever been to. And we've been to a lot. Yeah. We've been to a lot. And what I liked the most was you know, what you're saying is that if you're doing what you're supposed to do as an athlete, which is always evolving and working on your weaknesses, especially if you get your teeth kicked in in Madison, then this is a great event, if not one of the best events, to see where your training's at, because hopefully all you've been doing for the last two months is one, recovering, taking a break, and two, working on your weaknesses. Yeah, and you know, one thing that I didn't really think about until just now was, generally speaking, you know, we used to always say that the open was the light, high in, high intensity setup, mm -hmm. the regional semifinals was the heavier, kind of knocked those guys out, and then you got to the weird things at the games. Right. All of the other off-season events don't really give you any weird things i mean there yeah. might be like okay like maybe you're gonna go you know and and actually row like an actual right yeah we've know, seen that row <laughs> an actual uh boat that way but generally i mean look at all the all the different pieces that they had to do all the different sandbags and ruck mm -hmm. bags and uh, you know the the big sandbags up onto the up onto the pillar at the end, and you got the feed bags, and you have all of these different weird things. Yeah, that you normally aren't. You're not going to see those kind of things in Wadapalooza. You're not going to see those things in Dubai. You're not going to see those things 
you know, at, at the filth, at the filthy 50, you're not going to see those in those events. They're going to be, those are going to be very classic or they, at least and they have been in the past, very yeah. classic style. That's not a bad thing that they're classic either. No, not, not even, but it's, I think it's, I think it's a great, again, if you're trying to see where you are, okay. Yeah. Now you get to see some functional fitness rather than just barbell fitness. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think like that's that. cool. I think that was a, they, they mix it up well. And, and I mean, and I have to, you got to give it to the programmers that programmed for the event, you know, with Chris Spieler and Rich Froning. I mean, right. like those guys have been around the game a long time. Chris, it's, it's, it's very unique to have a good athlete be a good coach. Right. Especially when they're in their thing. Now, both of those guys, now Rich is still competing. Obviously, he's doing the team thing, but he has really moved a lot from being just training for himself. Now he now, you know, coaches for his team, for his mayhem team. He has mm -hmm. all of those guys. He pushes them, drives them. Right. Chris has also when he went from I mean, he's obviously been, you know, he was you know part of the the seminar staff for you know years and years and years and years. Obviously, a great competitor knows what to do. Has been a competitor his whole life, and then all of a sudden starts getting into icon programming and and all the other things that he's been doing. And you know, he's an affiliate coach as well. So now right. all of a sudden, you have them using their expertise, knowing as an athlete what it feels like, but knowing as a coach and a program how to program for that. You aren't someone that goes, oh, yeah, we're going to make these guys do all of these great things, and this is going to be super hard, and this is going to be super hard. I have no idea what that feels like, <laughs> right. but it looks great on paper, and yeah. they're all badasses, so they'll all be able to do it. So I think that was really cool to have them do that. And Rogue has done – they've been smart with that. They've always brought great athletes mm -hmm. that are now kind of moving into more of that programming realm or using more of that, the, the programming realm mm -hmm. uh, to showcase. So I think, it was, I think it was awesome. Yeah. All right, well – Let's get into event number one. Event number one is called Go Ruck, and this was Friday afternoon. And the way it goes, it's a, it's a chipper wheelbarrow pull, pull to Zeus, 10 over-unders on a log that basically a telephone pole mounted horizontally <laughs> on the rig. Five rope climbs. They're about 16 feet, I think, was the total length that they had to go. Three sandbag up the hill, 15, 35. Rope climb, over-under, and wheelbarrow push all while wearing a go-rack pack of 30 pounds and 20 pounds for the men and women. And when I looked at this on paper, the way I, and this happens all the time, right? The way you see it or read it, and then the way that it unfolds on the field are sometimes just two different worlds. <laughs> and I think some of the hard thing that when you're, when you're just programming, when you program out-of-the-box events, like it, oh, like you, you see you at the games. You don't always know what it's going to look like. Right, because it's really hard to test it out of the box. Because it's out of the box. Yeah, it's right? like, okay, well, <laughs> it's out of the box, right? And once this one started to unfold, it was a rope climb workout or rope 100%. climb event. Like it, yeah. it, it was 100%. All the other things were just like interference and traps laid in there. And e even the it, first five, I, 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 I thought the wheelbarrow would cause more people to slow down and then as soon as they went off in event one i go oh okay well that's a, that's a pylon with a wheel on it right and then right. the over unders I, I didn't know how high it would be so how much they'd have to like jump to get over yeah. and under and then the hill again not knowing what the hill was going to look like what that would do but the, honestly, I think the biggest trap in this event were the first 
five rope climbs. Because you think they went too fast? Yeah, I, I feel like everybody went way too fast in the first five. Because once you got to the second, once you got past the first heat, because, you know, if we say it's four heats when you combine men and women, yeah, I think everybody saw that it, it had nothing to do with the first two parts. And the first round, like, everyone just felt great on the rope climbs. But that 30-pound pack and 20-pound pack completely changed the stimulus of a rope. Because, you know, I, I feel like it would have been even easier with legless rope climbs than it was with the pack. That pack threw <laughs> off everybody. Everybody yeah. in that first heat. Yeah. When I, when I saw this, I was like, oh, 10 weighted rope. Like, that was the first thing I saw, 10 weighted rope climbs. I mean, I knew that would be weighted. the crux, but I didn't know that would be, like, the only thing. Oh, that yeah. Yeah. The in that second, the bottlenecking that was happening on that second set of rope climbs, mm -hmm. because then you really had to figure out, okay, what what am I doing with my arms? Because if you have any bend in your arm, any bend in your arm, then those biceps burn out really fast. Yeah. They're just not used. I mean, they're used to being under load and you can get away with it when it's just your body and you only have to pull up like once or maybe twice, you know, on some of the rope climbs. But now if, um, and with that weight on the back and you've talked about this in the broadcast too, is it, it's, it's, it's not evenly distributed. So it's mm -hmm. all on your back. So if you bend your arms and you're leaning back when you're trying to pull your feet up, not only are you using your body, you're having to hold your body weight, but you have to hold that extra weight on top of that. So like if you didn't, immediately go to straight arms yeah which is where you're going to have your strong i mean that's your strongest set you just let your grit hold it rather than your biceps mm -hmm. um if you don't do that like you basically have one rope climb as like your uh-oh and then that's it yep and you're like well i guess i'm sitting here now yep. lights <laughs> off yeah I, th I thought that was a really cool different stimulus i mean i'm out of the gate out of the gate mm-hmm like the the over under log, eh? I mean, it was like I, I wish it, I kind of wish it was more of a. Like it would have been, it would have, I like the idea of what it is, mm -hmm. but I don't think it got the, um. It didn't get the coolness of what it could have gotten. I see what you're saying. You know, like maybe instead of it being log, have it be a fence to where like you have to go up a little higher and then you have to go all the way down, like scurry on oh, the ground. Maybe yeah. so you're, there's a yeah. little bit more activity rather than this. You watch them do it and they're literally like, woo, woo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, getting dizzy. <laughs> right over top uh, some of, of the it. athletes. Was like nothing. I'd like your opinion on this. Some of the athletes actually had mentioned if it was a burpee over the log each time. Yeah. So not even an under. Yeah. Or, or even a burpee over and under. Totally. Something like that. Yeah. Just to, just to add a little bit more. Uh, it would have given it interference. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, it would have added to the to the event. I mean, not necessarily, but that you have this new thing that you really haven't done yet in any competition. And then you don't even really get to showcase it at all. Like it didn't. Oh, I see what you mean. Like it, you almost didn't even need to have it there. But it was cool, and it would have been cool to be able to really use it, like the mm -hmm. burpee over it, or I don't know. You have to roll over your back. I don't know something. But well, I think, like I said, it's bad. one of those things where now that you see it, you're like, okay, yeah. I know exactly how we can make that even better. Right. Right.
But not man, saying, but it, I don't think it took it away. I don't think it took away from it. I still thought the event was cool. It was really interesting how these really good athletes. Were I think like, they got shot. Oh dang! Rope climb. Yes. Whoa. Whoa. Because even reading on paper, I'm like, yeah, pack five and five. You get to use your legs. So, I mean, you'll get tired. I was not expecting that. Dude. At all. I mean, watching, like, I don't, I think Carrie Pierce watching her go up and down the rope. Yeah. It was like the shortest steps I've ever, <laughs> I know, ever seen. Is like she's taking like eight, eight pulls to get yes. up the rope. You know, yes. it's like that is not what we would normally mm-hmm. are used to seeing. And, and you just, I mean, 30 pounds is a lot, 20 pounds yeah. is a lot. Like, I get it, right. it, it but it's just, it's, it's just a little bit more and it's mm-hmm. positioned a little bit differently and threw everyone off, threw everyone off. I think that the, the last wrinkle was the crash pads and the weight. Because even on a crash pad, you can still get a little momentum. A little but yeah. with the packs on, <laughs> with the packs on, they couldn't. Yeah. And so you saw people just like wrap, grab their hands and then just pick their feet up and start wrapping. Yeah. And then the descent rule, like they had a line that you couldn't, you couldn't just free fall. So I think those three things, the pack, the pad, and the uh, line were three things those athletes could not anticipate what that would do to the difficulty of the the rope climb. Yeah, what was the? Uh, you just had a, you had a, you the... had to go down to a, like slowed control to a, like a ten foot marker. Okay, there's like a black um, painted marker. What I thought was really cool that they did was the judges were like, "Listen, touch the top somewhere and just get your hands to the bottom before you just drop off." We're not gonna. Like they took the black and whiteness out of it. They're like, just, oh. just get, just be in control of what you're doing. We because get it's it. A safety. It's not a standard. Yeah, it's a it's safety, a safety thing. thing, right? Because yeah. the, and as I said, it's like, look, you got to pack on your body. You're not. We're not going to let you just drop from the top. And right. I think those three little things massively threw those athletes for a loop. <laughs> Almost like like the biggest test of fitness was the adaptation to a stimulus you were unpreprepared for. Yeah, and maybe which that was is, the best part great, of the event. Which is a great, that's a great test. Yeah. I mean, again, you go back to what we do and why we do what we do. I mean, yes, there's, it's a race, but mm. the, the, the precipice of the CrossFit part is the adaptation. Do you have a level of fitness that you yes. can basically do anything that gets presented in front of you? And so I think, you know, watching that adaptation, watching the adjustments, um, and, and then, I mean, and then the athleticism because they would have to, you got to adjust on the fly. So mm-hmm. it's, that was, that was fun. That was a good one. I still think we need to add an, an 11th general physical skill is adaptation. Yeah. I don't know how you test that though. Oh, you know, it's like, well, it, it sounds good. Coordination. I mean, like adaptation is just like, like you said, adapting on the fly is, is, a uh, is just something. Do you have the ability to do that? All right, so that was event one, and then we move into event number two, which is the Bella Complex. Now, what was neat was Rogue actually threw this out as a worldwide challenge a couple months ago, and it was a clean power split squat, however you wanted to, shouldered overhead, front squat, shouldered overhead. And what I loved about this one is that since there's only seven events, I don't think just doing a one rep max singular test is really necessary 
And, and we said this before in, in like opens or not opens. Well, we said in opens, but regionals, whereas like more of a broader test of strength. And I think a complex accomplishes that um, in, in a way that it really is a good test of strength and stamina as opposed to, say, doing a snatch where it's like, oh, well, you're good or you're not. It's like th- this made people fight. And there were some yeah. good fights in there. I don't know about you, but the biggest surprise to me was Emma Carey. Dude, she's so strong. Is it, so she, I mean, strong. she gets spit out the back on her first clean yeah. of the night. And then after that, no more problems. Yeah. I think she ended up with 237. 237 for a, basically a double clean and jerk touch and go at 17 and maybe weighing a buck 40. <laughs> like, I, I think she could walk off the competition floor onto a youth national stage and win it as a CrossFitter. Uh, she's, uh, her numbers are unreal. Like, she didn't have the biggest lift. Obviously, that was Tia with 260. Yeah. But she's 17. Yeah. And, and way, and, oh, just, she hasn't even gotten, like, puberty strength yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you still have a decade before you really start, you're, you're like, getting, like, big girl strong. Like, you got 10 well, years, it, and you're already putting that up? Well, when you talk about, you know, especially on the female side, it takes them a while to build up that upper body strength. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, she's there. Already. Right. You know what I mean? Like you're already there. I, can you imagine what a decade of mm-hmm. this is going to do to her? Yeah. And she's cool. 27. Oh my God. Yeah. That was cool. I, I like the test overall, especially coming off what was really like a gymnastic strength and endurance test. Now this is a barbell strength and endurance test. And it was just fun to watch. Nighttime, platforms, conga line style, little little uh, gaming we saw, like with Tia and yeah. Laura Horvath. Yeah. Um, I, I like the event. I like I, I agree with you. I think the complex is if you're gonna do a strength thing in a in a small number of event competition, I think that's the best way to do it. Um what I thought was interesting was the fact that you split the shoulder to overhead mm-hmm. in between um, because now it's not just, can you get it up? Can you squat it? Can you get it like that? Re-racking dude, the re-racking of any bar like that. Like, I, I mean, I, I tell my people in class, Hey, if we're doing multiples or whatever, drop it to the ground, break it down, put it back up on the rack and then reset it back up. Yeah. So that you don't have to deal with that impact. Because it's the impact. We're not even talking the weight of this anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, I watched Guy do his thing, and it's like, come on, man. That You're guy. throwing 367 around or whatever the number was yeah. and re-racking it like you're picking it up for the first time. There was no <laughs> bobble. I mean, the 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 midline stability mm-hmm. and strength that's needed to take a bar that's dropping two and a half feet from overhead onto your shoulders mm-hmm. to go and do it again. Right is unreal so like that that piece made the lift so much different Mm -hmm. because it wasn't just i gotta get to the finish line it's i have to re-accept this weight (laughs) 
right in my face, and then I can get to the finish hey, line. Hey, somebody, pe- I, I, some people got some rude re-rack awakenings. Oh man, in the middle of that I, complex. I, I, I tell you, I mean, in in again, like it, it, it's not a, you know, like you said, the snatch is very technical. This isn't very technical, and you can, I, I, I mean, classically, you, you watch it, someone with massive strength like Chandler Smith, mm-hmm. but then the way he lifts is not classic and pretty like i right? mean the dude yeah. just manhandles weight and then he's you so get strong. you know someone like gee who's moving and he's so technically sound yes. that he makes the weights look so light he it, almost uh, missed unreal. the lift because he was going so fast he didn't even look at it didn't even look like it phased him like his his cleans and his re-racks he was almost like just like he was racing through it, and I was like, "Slow down, young buck." I realize <laughs> you're you're making this look light, but you're you're gonna miss this lift because you're going too fast because you're yeah. so strong. And he didn't even take a third lift. That's how baller he was. Yeah, because he could have. I'm glad he didn't. That was a super smart play. And, and move, didn't well, how, how cool to be like? How good do you feel? Is like, guys, I don't even need a third lift. <laughs> this is this is how good I am. All right, bitches, I'm done. <laughs> I thought the the biggest moment of the weekend for was Justin Medeiros' save at 352. Yeah. He saved yeah. that last jerk because that was his third attempt. And if he had missed that, I think he would have been left at like 342 or 345. But that save was like big time. Massive. Big time. And that was yeah. one of those where I was like, that is that save is is just gonna instill just in uncatchable confidence for him it should be because i mean so far in his career it's when you start going barbell overhead which is where he kind of blends into the pack yeah I mean, he's so good on everything else you know but we've seen him now saw him at the games this last year with the snatch it was like whoa yeah. where did that come from Bob, that you know? was a and hole then here <laughs> then here's same thing it's like well you, you didn't just let you didn't let the bar win on that one. You mm. said, uh-uh. Yeah. No. No. You're, I'm putting you up. Yeah. You're going up. That's funny. And, I mean, that that's a very confident move. Uh, <laughs> very strong move. Dude, <laughs> Give me a break. So, Crazy. I liked event two. All right. So, that was day one. Day two, we're going to have three events. And it starts off with the nastiest one of the bunch. 20 thrusters at 115 and 75, 40 and 32 cal echo bike and 20 thrusters. I, I posted when this came out, I was like, this is just mean. This is, this is a mean event. Yep. But it's yep. one of those, like, you know, Dave was talking about in his 21 9 at the, at the games this year, that it's, it's an area of fitness that a lot of people try to avoid. Because they just don't want to go there. They would rather do, say, event six twice a day then do this once a week yeah and it, it lived up to the billing because once and this was great because i think it was it was the women in amanda barnhart yeah where when she was done because i think the women went first uh kiki had been like hey you know she just asked what was the plan on the bike it's like i just went as hard as i could and hoped yeah. i could hang on to the thrusters and yeah. she did hang on to the thrusters. In fact, she made the thrusters look like a joke. Yep. And so then you look at the next two men men's seat, you're like, well, there you go, boys. Yeah. 
we were all like, what's the pace? How should we do this? But it's like, I went as hard as I could. I was like, damn, that sucks. <laughs> that sucks for you guys. Because now, you, now there, there's your blueprint. There is no yep. plan. You got to go unbroken yep. on your thrusters, push the bike as hard as you can, and hope you can finish the last 20. Yeah. I love yeah, it. The, the, those, I, I mean, you're right. I mean, there, it, is there an element of pace? It's a very slight element of pace. Right. You know, maybe as um, hard as you should. <laughs> it's, well, it, it's hard as you can without knowing that, like, the finish line is at the first set of 20 thrusters. Right. You know, I mean, that, that's not to say you're holding back. Like, you're going. And mm -hmm. the transition is fast. You hop on the bike and you, you send it. You, you get in there. You stand up. You start driving that thing to get as much wattage into that bike as you can and kind of keep it rolling. And I don't want to say that you ride out the last five calories or so, but just kind of as it's kind of cooling down to give yourself literally about eight and a half seconds of reprieve <laughs> before you go into an unbroken right. set of 20 thrusters. Yeah. Because if you didn't do it right, or it's not, this is not, that's not the right way. If you, if you overdo it by one rep, mm, then all mm. of a sudden you go to like what happened with Catherine Davis daughter, where it's, she was great on the first set of thrusters, hammered the echo bike, yes. gets to the second set of thrusters and she didn't put the bar down, but all of a sudden you saw her rest up at the top. Oh, she was yeah. extended because yeah, she yeah. was like, that's the line right there. <laughs> Shit. Like I, I, that, like I can't, I can't keep going. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, even, and she would, it, it's it, not that she did anything wrong, I mean, but that that's the line you have to that's go the gamble. back up against that line as tight as you can without mm -hmm. going over. It. And it's, I mean, talk about precision fitnessing right there. That's, right. I mean, you have to be a, a damn surgeon to know exactly where that line is. And we saw, you know, uh, watching, you know, Pat Vellner, watching Justin Medeiros, watching those guys get to the end Yeah, where, I mean, and I, I think it is almost, I understand the safety aspect of not wanting to let the bar drop behind you, right. but it's almost a disservice to all of our athletes that <laughs> have no legs left oh, and, and they... we're trying to have them <laughs> yeah. jump over a bouncing barbell. Yeah. It's like, I thought we were talking about safety. Right. How That's many people funny. have, you know, smashed their face on the ground trying to get over the bar. So, That's funny. But it was super, I mean, I, I, it was one of my favorite events just because it's so damn gritty. Mm -hmm. It's not a, Ooh, who can plan the pace? It's like, who's, who just is going to go? Yeah. Who, I'm swinging for the fences, man. Here we go. Yeah. And like I said, it's a gamble. Like, cause yeah. you can't sit on that bike at the pace you have to go if you want to win. Yeah. And some people were forced into positions that they needed to try to get a win there. Right. Knowing it's going to pan out for you in the end. Yeah. Like you just, it, that's the pace you need to be going. And that's kind of terrifying. It's like, hey, what's totally. your plan? It's like, the plan is to go as hard as I can in hopes that it works out at the end. <laughs> Which was great. It was great. We saw some great races. And I think one of the things is, is like looking from the outside, even on the stream, even while you're there, you can't really see how hard they're working at the end. But there was a couple replays where it was just like, it was just Justin Medeiros and Pat Vellner side by side. And the anguish that was on their bodies and the effort that they were putting in just to press the bar over their head for the last six reps. You're like, Oh yeah, I don't want to do that. There's yeah. nothing. I want no part of that. Yeah. And that was a, uh, that was sweet. Well, and then even the, uh, what I thought was really interesting and I'm glad that the cameras hung on this, uh, for the men and the women. 
for it. And it wasn't a long period of time, but I thought it was a great shot is as you guys were closing the broadcast on, on each one of the men and the women, you, Sean's doing his last little kind of wrap up and yeah. they're watch, you can see the athletes walking away and they are, <laughs> they are Bambi legs. All I mean, here are these big yeah. quads and big glutes and the legs are locked out because mm. if they bend at all, the athletes going down to the ground, like they're yes. just walking on their heels. Ugh. Yeah, you know, kind of hobbling back and forth, and I, that to me was like, okay, now you see, mm-hmm. you see exactly what the, where they had to go because you're not going to see that. I mean, yeah, you, the people look tired and whatever yeah. on the other events, but that one, uh, yeah. And there, there was one small balance piece in there that I like. Before we get to the next one, was between the thruster and the bike, because we talk. I mean, listen, it's all functional movement, so range of motion matters. The thrusters, short power athlete. The bike, oh yeah, big yeah. power athlete. Yeah. And so there wasn't like, you're going to do well because of this. It's Because you're just like, okay, you're going to have great thrusters, but you're going to suffer on the bike, or you're going to have a great bike, but you're going to suffer on the thrusters. So it really came down to kind of like the perfect athlete built for this type of an event. And I, I like that small balanced piece between the two movements. No, it's perfect. I mean, even like the numbers, it's 40 and 40, mm-hmm. 40 for your small athlete, 40 for your bigger athlete. Like 80 everybody, for your everybody got athlete. theirs. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but you're right. It does. It allows you, it allows, I, I mean, you can't, what's cool about that is you can't say, okay, the, the general strategy or the key here would be this because mm-hmm. it really, it, it really comes down to you as the individual athlete and yeah. what do you need? Where are my strengths and how am I going to play that? Or where are my weaknesses? How am I going to play that? Yeah. Um, but you're right. I mean, it was, I liked that, you know, Chris and Rich were talking about, you know, yeah, I think we'll get, you know, some, some sub three, you know, I like, didn't think that was going to happen around. And it's like, Sub three, man. They buried sub three. Yeah, it was like, like damn, you know, barely what am I over two. About? Yeah, I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> yes. oh, these guys are moving. That was funny. They were moving so fast. It was a good one. That was a great. I thought that was a great event. I, I liked it too. So if through three events, we did the I would say what we say the gymnastic odd object strength test of endurance. We had the barbell weighted strength test and endurance. Then we had the just full send, all go, you know, classic test of just intensity and want to. And then we moved to event four, which was one of those, I feel like most people really didn't understand as the test where (laughs) you had two redundant movements between the skier and the weighted med ball sit up, but it was a lighter ball. And then that hill run. And what I think this was, it was a nice work capacity test with two different monostructural modalities in a way that it really wasn't skill-based. It was just can you pick this pace for not a long time, 10 to 12 minutes, so classic time frame with a triplet, in a, in a way of like, you're just going to have to sit here in the suck at about 80 to 85% intensity for a longer period of time than you just did after getting your whole body just smoked by an echo bike. Yeah, I, I like the idea. I, I will say this, and it's... I wouldn't, I don't think I would normally say this, but I think this was one of my favorite events of the entire weekend. Oh, really? Um, I think just because these athletes are used to working with barbells or used to working with, I mean, they're, they're used to doing triplets and couplets and the, the normal stuff, but mm-hmm. it was a unique way to make these guys stay in that suck where we normally would see, okay, you're going to be rowing at a particular capacity. Yes. Now you're not rowing. So it's not your normal setup. You're, 
it's not weighted. There's obviously an element of pace. I mean, the way Tia, which I, which was the most interesting oh, race of all. And yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that in a second, but um, the way that you have to hold this is I, is I, I just think, I just think it's a, a really cool way to put it together. Mm-hmm. I loved, and I love the, each of the pieces. So you have the ski erg, you can kind of play with that, how you're going to pull it or how you're going to use your hips and do all that. The med ball. I mean, we saw people, how they were working the ball, bouncing it off the bottom, putting it to their hips right away and then trying to use momentum or yeah. you know, reweighting themselves to get back up. I mean, I, I think they could have very easily taken that out and it wouldn't have done anything. It's just something to kind of mess with their normal setup. Right. Um, and then that hill run and the hill run was very different than when they did it with the sandbags, the pacing was way different. Mm -hmm. So you saw them sprint, having to sprint and then deciding how fast to go down the hill because their legs were blasted from what they just did with the thrusters and the echo bike. Uh, plus it's steep plus they're trying to race. So, I mean, there was a, there was a lot of like horse racing strategy, that I right. thought was really fun in this one. It was it was really fun to watch, and the races were way to me. I thought um, were way more interesting than you would have thought. It was almost like having the fun on the long row events, where it seems like it should oh, be really yeah, boring. But there's yeah. still a, a lot of really fun things to watch what people are doing. Yes. So I I love the event. It was one of my favorite ones. You're right. We did have some really cool races. Say different than the thruster one. Like the thruster one. Everyone is like getting to the bar and just like going and going yeah. and going. And that was like fun, like horse racing style. And in this yeah. one, it was gamesmanship racing Tons. styles. Or like yeah. you either maybe you went out early and you just held on the whole time like Haley Adams or, or Alexander Caron did. Or you were just like that sneaky assassin where you picked off everybody round by round and everybody thought you were left dead and halfway point like, like you were saying Tia did. Yeah, I thought there were some great races. What I really liked was, you know, okay, maybe it didn't play well to just the casual fan watching the stream or watching it there, but when you just looked at what the test was relative to what we've had so far, it took the skill and the sexiness out of it. Yeah. The GHD was a GHD. It compounded together with the skier because it is the same movement pattern basically, but in a different direction, but the legs you had to use on the GHD were the legs you needed for the hill run and the hill run killed your legs, jacked your heart rate up. And then as you run back to the skier, it's like, enjoy this round with 20 more beats per minute. Yeah. And then enjoy this round and enjoy this. And like, and you could, you just had to really want to do what it took to stay in a really high intensity feel with very yeah. low skill. Like none of this was hard. None of no. this was hard. It's skier sit-ups and running. Like that is not hard to do. The hardest part was to do what it took to win. Yeah. And I thought it was really interesting. I would like a, you gave the splits for Haley. And I mean, she's her aerobic capacity. I mean, obviously that's that's kind of her that's her bag for sure. So you get her on any sort of element like that, she's going to be one of the best in the world. Mm-hmm. I really wish I would have known what Tia's splits were because it almost seemed, and you said this last year, I think with her at the games was she's almost making her own competition Mm -hmm. within the competition. Like, let me test myself to see what I can do here because it looked like she was saying to herself, the very outside perspective, I'm planning on negative splitting every single one of these. Yeah. Yeah. She started off mellow. 
like she was in like what eighth place somewhere around there. Yeah, and nearly. Then all of a sudden, last. she kind of came up, and then she was like in sixth, fifth, sixth, and then all of a sudden she's like flirting second, third, and then at the end had. So, I mean, she broke Gabby Magala. I mean, Gabby yeah. was out there and Gabby's like, I'm holding on. I'm hoping I can just hold on. And then Tia passed her. And then Gabby was like, she almost like up at the turnaround, top of the hill. Yeah, just you're stopped. right. I'm like, well, nah, right. Shit. There yeah, it goes. That ain't happening. There it was. <laughs> um, but I like the, I like that. And it's very, I, I'm not a huge baseball fan. And I think a lot of the reason I'm not a baseball fan is because I don't understand all the strategies of, of what are happening. I oh, see people yeah. hit, I yeah, see yeah. people pitch, I see people catch. And so I don't necessarily know all of the inner parts of that. This is that, I think. So mm. if you're a casual CrossFitter, you don't necessarily understand all the things that are happening in each one of those pieces and what you need to do in each one of those pieces as you get through each one of those rounds. So there's, <laughs> lot, there's so much yeah. strategies playing. And I was sitting back watching and I'm like, oh man, okay. So how fast are they going to go? Are they watching? How many more rounds, how many more reps are they going to pick up on the ski? Because so-and-so is shorter, mm-hmm. you know, has a, has a shorter lever for the GHD. And then how fast are they going to run? Are they going to contain themselves on the way down trying to slow the heart rate down before they get to the ski? Or are they going to pinwheel it down the hill? Right. You know, and trying to launch themselves. There were so many things that were happening. I, th- I thought it was really fun. I like that setup. I thought it was a good, yeah. it was a, that was a very fun for me anyway, but I'm a that's, that's a good so. description as far as like everything was so low skilled and low key that it gave everyone different opportunities to do different things to try to win. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right with the Tia thing. And, and we'll see this in, in event six after we get through event five, it looked like instead of at the games where she was like, I'm just going to send it and yeah. see if I could hold on. It seemed almost the opposite this weekend where she's like, how slow can I start? Or how how reserved can I start this event and see if I can catch everybody and pass him at the end? That's almost what it looked like. Yeah, she didn't look panicked. The fact no. that she was in third place. It was like, oh, whatever. All right. Event yeah. four. Now we go to event five. This is a repeat event of the 2019 Rogue Invitational, and it was the Mule. Bill, you got to see this in person the first time in 2019. Yeah. The 21.59, 3.15, and 2.25. Good on you, boys. Uh. 225, well-deserved, ladies. And burpee pull-ups. Those that were watching and didn't really understand the programming, they looked at event three and looked at event five, and like, this is the same thing. It's a short time frame. It's a max intensity. And really, we've said this before in other events, is that, yes, it's a couplet. Yes, it's a five-ish. It was more five to six minutes. Yeah. But no... This is not the same event. This is not the same stimulus. In fact, you can't do the mule at the same intensity that you did the echo burner and expect to finish. Trust me, Caroline Prevo tried it. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing was is that you have the deadlifts at 315 and 225, and these guys were making it look so light. Prevo, yeah. by the way, the 67 deadlifts at 225 in two minutes, holy crap. Right. I'm like, what? <laughs> I can't even process that. I couldn't do that with 135. There's no way. She was so fast and so strong. But then you move to the, the burpee pull-ups, and it was like, you have one speed. You can't go faster. You can go slower. And you have to make sure you just don't screw up anything. And it also depended on height. I mean, that was a big factor Huge. for some of these athletes. And if yeah. you couldn't figure out the rhythm of the burpee pull-up, you were almost lost. It looked like some of these athletes just had no idea 
how to race this this event. And we even and why it's not the same is like people broke up their deadlifts. Yeah. From the go. Yeah. It looked like everyone had on average one break per set. And then this slow, steady burpee pull up. So no, these events are completely different tests, even though it is a five to six minute event with a couplet, where Echo Burner was a two to three minute event of absolutely set yourself on fire and then see if you can finish. Yeah, this one was really interesting. And you're right, they, those guys, the guys and the girls made the deadlift weight look so light. Uh, but I thought it was, it's just so interesting how the more mechanical and methodical your burpee pull-up was. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, I mean, it's kind of like the Brent Fakowski on the wall walk. Thing. Yes. Hands go in the exact same place, feet go to the exact same place, jump up at the exact same tempo. If you watch the way that Pat Vellner did it, and granted he had done this one before because, you know, he did great uh, in 2019, but he stepped, stepped up, stepped down, hands were in the same place. It was, it was almost like he was on a metronome. Mm-hmm. Just tick, click, 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 click. No, no rush. Fumbling. There was no rush. He just didn't stop. And it's, I almost want to say that that was like an act of rest mm-hmm. for the deadlift because he never looked flustered when he got to the bar, he would get to the bar and we already know it, he's so deceptively strong. Yes. We already know that. I mean, it's he has been such a good lifter for so long, and I still have a hard time saying that, like, oh, he's one of our lifters out there. I mean, right, I right. it's just the weirdest thing to say, but he's so strong and is just, just so gifted when it comes to lifting that if he is rested when he gets to the to the bar. Right. I mean, the fact that he was out-tempoing Justin Madero's on the deadlifts. Mm-hmm was like, uh, okay, bro, right. this yeah. is yours. You got it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it was really interesting. You watch, you watch the way Justin, I mean, Justin was kind of sloppy on his on his uh, burpee pull-up. Same thing with, like, you know, some of the other athletes, Chandler Smith, who you would think that would, you know, be really strong in an event like this because of what they are. Yeah. Um, and, again, just not as clean and efficient. And the more clean and efficient you are, the less you're just wasting energy. Yeah. And the faster you go, the whole slow is smooth thing. And, and like Pat Vellner had it down to just perfection. Another one that had it beautifully was Annie. And, and those, oh, are, those are your two winners. Like if you guys want to see what controlled intensity looks like, like watch Pat Vellner's burpee pull-ups, but watch Annie's. You know, you're talking about just a methodical yeah. – no rush, chill, hand, hand, foot, foot, chin over, down, hand, foot. Like, it was just beautiful. Like, poetry in motion of burpee, burpee pull-ups by Annie Thor's daughter. Well, and it was weird because, like, Annie, you watch that heat. And, I mean, and she's dismantling the heat. Like, no one was even close to her. Right. You know, like, how, how with this few number of reps, are you able to get up, like, six Eight yeah. reps on Tia Toomey. She's doing deadlifts with a smile. I know. Having a I great mean, time. Okay. Granted, she's tall. Yes. Granted, she's got long arms. So, like, the burpee, she basically stood up her hands with the bar. I get that. I totally get it. There's that There's that element. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, she... Still got to pull that I, bar, I mean, the whole range I, of motion. A hundred percent. I mean, you know, the, the, every, everyone's going to have their little piece of advantage, for sure, in, mm-hmm. in every event. Uh, but, yeah, she was... I mean, just moving. Yeah, I liked it. It makes sense he was that far in front. Yeah. And, and it's, yeah, it's a good one. It is a good one. It, I so actually it's... like this one. I like this one better than the 2159 deadlifts and uh, box jumps. 
Oh, I can see that. 100%. I'll get behind that. There's nothing worse than that event. That's the worst event of all time. <laughs> so in, in my area, that's not saying much. <laughs> all right. So as we get into Sunday, we look at some of the time frames we've been working with between event one. Event one was all over the place because of the failure element. But, you know, event two, 30-second max effort lift. Event three, two to three-minute burner. Event four, 10 to 12-minute work capacity. Event five, five to six-minute controlled intensity and then we have the chipper which was what is it north of 15 minutes is where some people were getting yeah, yeah. a little bit right around there 45 and 40 cal row for that i was like just make it 45 for both if you're if you're only going to make them five left you're just like, <laughs> uh 35 box step ups with a 70 and 50 pound feed bag so just kind of like a sandbag 30 strict handstand push-ups 15 muscle ups jerry can carry 15 30 and you work your way down what I thought about this event, other than just like it's a cool chipper, is that you had two different, like we said, three, I guess we could say, different athletes in there. You had your big athletes yeah. that did well in the first part, the row and the step up. You had your gymnastics athletes that did well in the middle part. And then your super fit athletes that were great at everything. And coming into this, I think the handstand push-ups was the biggest thing that really jumped off the page for most people because it's 60 total. And the muscle-ups are just going to make them that much worse, and they collectively make each other worse. Carrie Pierce coming in, I think we've determined that she's never lost or been outside the top three of any event ever programmed in the history of her competition years and, and with strict handstand push-ups in it. So I was like, okay, she's going to do well. And then when you watched her do it, that was something else entirely. Because <laughs> I, 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 I was like, I know what I'm about to see. I'm even calling Carrie is going to win this event because no one can do handstand push-ups like her. And then when she did it, I was like, I don't understand that. Yeah. Like, what a, what a weapon it was to have handstand push-ups in this event. Not even yeah. muscle-ups. Like, you can be yeah. okay at muscle-ups. But if you had Carrie Pierce handstand push-ups, it was, it was cheating. I mean, it, she wasn't cheating, but like it, it looked like it was just unfair how good she was at handstand push-ups. When, when you're, when you always do strict handstand push-ups, doesn't matter if they say, "Hey, handstand push-ups," you do that, strict handstand push-ups because you're that's, that good at it, yeah. and you're you're so much faster. Then when everyone else says strict handstand push-ups, they're thinking, "Oh shoot, I don't have my kip." Uh -huh. All she sees is handstand push-ups. Yep. What? I'm What's doing the, the same difference? thing I always do. Yeah. So she's slamming through those. And you're right. I mean, it's it I I mean, it's it's under a minute. It's basically 30 seconds, if that, to just hammer through it. You know? Um, and you're right, it is a it is a weapon because that's 60 reps. And I think for the most part, everyone, all these athletes they do 30 ring muscle ups regularly, even though they had those long ass straps, which mm. are a pain in the ass. I mean, that yes. definitely changes completely. And if, if you guys don't understand what that feels like, just try it every, like if you have your normal straps set up on your, your regular rig, you probably have like a three foot strap. Maybe change that to like an eight foot strap or a, a six foot strap. You know, hanging from the rafters to these that are like 10 plus um, massive change 
mass you got you everything is slowed down you're so much more unstable but i still think that like the 15 is not enough for the the field of athletes that are out there mm-hmm. everyone's going to be able to get those so right. you're right it all comes down to all right well who has the muscles they all have they are the uh the handstand push-ups they all have them but we know that everyone is like especially when we look at talking at 30 they're all good to like 20 right and then it's that last 10 that you're like ah. Oh, Dang it. Now I got to stop. And when you stop on handstand pushups, it's never a three second stop. Nope. It's a 15 plus second stop. And that's a, that's a lot of time to give someone like Carrie Pierce. Yeah. You know, so I think, I think she did her second set of handstand pushups in like a minute and 15 seconds. Unreal. Which is just ridiculous. Unreal. And then this was an event, we'll say, well, t- uh, on the men's side, this was the event where Justin Medeiros, like, he didn't win it, but this is when you looked at him and you're like, damn, dude, there's really nothing they can throw at you that you're going to be bad at. And if you need to just grit through something and just, like, annoy the crap out of everybody because they can't shake you, I felt like this was the one where Medeiros is like, yeah, bros, good luck. Just good, good luck pushing me around because yeah. you're not going to. Yeah. He, he was I, so gritty on this. It's it's weird to say that he looked better on an off-season event than he did at the games. Yeah. But when you're looking better or that good, that good, mm-hmm. it, it's it's I'm not going to equate him to Matt as of yet. I mean, that's, right. that's those are big shoes to fill. Yeah, we've got but, one. Uh, yeah. we got one. But, um, I mean he looks way too strong mm-hmm. way too confident and i don't mean cocky i mean like yeah yeah, he, yeah. he's really he's like, like dangerously he's confident enjoy, he's enjoying he's like bring it yes how hard can you make this let's go yeah line them up man line them up let's do this yeah and he seems ex- i mean he just he looks very good this early in the year and mm-hmm. that's that is bad news for the rest of the field i agree wow. I, I think i think Madero's has has the look and quality now that you know, he stays healthy and he stays focused and and honestly I think for him is like he stays like loosely puppy dog like fun yeah like for rich for rich it was like if he wasn't just like always playing something like a game during training then he wouldn't have had been as good as he was like if he wasn't in a hotel sleeping with eight dudes like with all of his family and buddies and it was just almost like a slumber party at the games i don't think he would have been as successful as he was where matt is the complete polar opposite right everything in his life was functioning around him being the best that ever was on the men's side and then justin is almost that like a combination of the two is that like yeah He's he's like the fun, happy, sporty, family, big puppy dog, rich with like this underlying tenacity and and unshakable confidence that that Matt had. And I think it, you come from okay, you were you weren't phased by the best in 2020. You worked on your weaknesses from then and were tough enough and gritty enough to hold off the best in 2021. So now you have the confidence that everything you've been doing is now working. So now you headlong into that even harder with the confidence that it's going to work. And then you should display it here. I think you're right. I think he's better now than he was at the games, which is crazy. Yeah. yeah it's nuts. Like he's not supposed to be better right now. No. And then on he's the women's. Good. Yeah. He's supposed to be good, right. but not better. Yeah. 
And then on the women's side, Tia did another like rope-a-dope, last off the rower. Yeah. It, like almost last to the rings. And then she's like, all right, I'm going to get to the halfway point and then see how fast I can finish. And I was like, son of a gun. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And then the last one was, let's see. Oh, it was, I think it was for Vellner where he was, <laughs> the poor guy just sold out to just try to get some points on Medeiros. And then Medeiros is like, well, I'll just finish right behind you. <laughs> yeah. And he did, I think he did the same thing in event five where it was just like, yeah, you know, I just, uh, <laughs> like all that effort you put in and you get five points on someone. Yeah. That's gotta be disheartening. <laughs> all right. And now we come down to what was an unknown event. Did you watch the explanation of this? Like the announcement? Uh, I watched the, uh, in the back. Yes. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this yeah. was one, I didn't know what it was. And like I could have, but I, I wanted to be surprised. And so when he went through it, he's like, all right, it's going to be 60 heavy rope double unders, three snatches at 205 and 145. I was like, awesome weights. Good job, men and women. And then one 250 sandbag to a pedestal and then 165. I was like, oh, cool. Like there's your little strongman tip of the yeah. cap to it. Right. He's like, for time. And then I was like, wait, like that's it? Yeah. I was really waiting for this huge, grandiose, like roguelike, you know, let's finish this. Yeah. And I was, I was sitting there. I was like, this can't be it. Because this is like a 60 to 90 second event. It's like, yeah. and then we may get in. I was like, oh, gosh. And then he brings out the bracket. And I about fell out of my seat. I was like, this is awesome. Awesome. And it really was. And it put so much more pressure on people. Because before he said, I was like, okay, how do I do this? How do I manage that? And he's like, yeah, listen, um, you're going to have to go unbroken. You have to go touch and go. And you have to pick that bag up right when you get there. Not get this nice little cozy grab. Right? <laughs> right. And there was a couple times, like especially I think with Guy Mojeros, where yeah. he just like threw the bag up and just hoped it would stay on. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm like, how did that bag not fall off the pedestal? Because you, you just kind of threw it up there and started running. You didn't even check if it stayed. Right. Like, that dude right. took some chances. Even I, with his snatch cool technique, he took some chances. I, I, think that, I think that this event, and you even mentioned it during the broadcast, you, you get to a certain point, and you have to. This is, this is, this is time. If you need to take the chance, now's, now's where you take chances. So you have, and, and that's what I think it really did between the two. The way, the way it was designed, and that's what what I think is important about like on the programming side is it split your competitive field into two camps. One is I have to do everything in my power not to mess this up. Mm -hmm. Meaning I have to go unbroken on these. I can't miss up any snatches and I got to get that bag up. I got to get it up there as fast as I can. The other one, the other side of the fence is okay. <laughs> but give me a fastball right down the middle yep. and I'm going to swing as hard as I can. And just see what happens. Mm -hmm. And 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 you got you actually got to see a lot of the races. I initially when I saw what was happening, I mean the bracket the bracket race makes it fun. It makes it exciting. Yeah. But now I when that when that happened, I, I was kind of like, all right. So you have top five athletes don't get 
to do the first run through. They get Yeah, they get a everybody. Buy. They get a buy in, which right. sounds like that would be a good thing, but not really, because now you don't yeah. get to play with it. Everyone else got they know the tempo. They know what it feels. They know what that bag feels like. Now we have our top athletes that have. No experience. And have been sitting race. out there by themselves for like 10 minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's a that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. And so I, I thought that that was. I, I mean, I obviously I wish everyone could have hopped out there on the race at once so that everyone had that equal equal chance. Um, oh, you, so you're saying you would have liked to see all 20? Yeah. Like I think everyone so, out there. Yeah. For me, selfishly, I would have loved to see just more of that. Totally. Right. Well, I mean, because then again, it makes it was just so it much makes fun. The event, it makes the event equal across the board point wise. Yeah. If you have people that get knocked out in the first round, maybe some of those top guys could have been knocked out in the first round. I mean, who knows? I see you know? what I mean, you're saying. It, yeah, it, yeah. Theoretically speaking, yeah. theoretically speaking, um, the races were insane. I thought then I thought it was I got it for. And this is where you design your programming based on whatever is you, that you're doing. Mm -hmm. You get all the way down to the top five. They run their race. Okay, we know who won. Right. Yet, we go one more and pull the top two athletes out. Yes. For one more shot just to see, okay, are they really one and two? So, I mean, mm -hmm. did they really lose anything? Maybe not really. Maybe a first or a second or, you know, whatever. Right. Um, but you you give it to the fans, and that's for the fans. Mm -hmm. Even though you basically have the points. I mean, there's only going to be a five-point spread between them right. on that. You know, they flip-flop. But, um. Again, on the initial, I was kind of like, why? Well, I don't know why they're doing that. And then when you watch the race, it's like, because then you get to see yeah. the duel. Right, the duel. You know, the head-to-head. -head. Everyone's cheering for one of two people. Not the group of people. Yeah. One of two people. And I, and I think that that programming it that way, setting it up with that being one of your, you know, one of the things you're trying to hit is for the crowd, for mm -hmm. the fans, for the broadcast, for the spectacle. Uh, I think that that. Yeah. That was a great way to finish. A and, great way to finish. And even when you look at the programming, it brought in things that people were wondering if they were going to, like, it brought in another barbell. It brought yeah. in moderate heavy maximum speed. The heavy double unders, which is a monostructural high skill. And then that one bag at the end, which is not light at they, all. They, they made it look really they light. They made it look light, but that, that bag is heavy and that bag is awkward because it's really long. Yeah. And then the element of pressure to like maximum threshold of comfortability. Like I'm not comfortable spinning this rope this fast, but I have to and I can't miss. I have no choice. I don't like to just run up to 205 or 145 and just hope my <laughs> hands are in the right spot, snatch it, and then touch and go it. Like, I don't want to do that, but I have to. And if I've never have, then I'm, I'm out of my comfort zone. And then I like to get my hands wiggled underneath the bag and lap it and then bear hug it and then hip. And then there's like, no, I just had to grab it and throw it up on a pedestal, which I've never done before in my life you yeah. might have thrown over a yoke you might have put it on jerk blocks but you've never put it on a pedestal yeah and that screwed up some people big time annie being one of them yeah it was just so fun to watch it was such a great way to close things out i know why they did the top five buy because that was really sporty look and it made it exciting and it gave your it you know the way they explain it is like your top five earned this extra 
pass into the next round. Selfishly, it's like, I just wanted to see them. Like, totally. I just wanted to see them all do it. I just want, I wanted, I wanted more of that. Like, if they just lopped off two people, I would have been like, this is even better because I selfishly get to see more of this. Yeah. But from the top five to the top two, I thought that was the coolest part because, like I said, it's like, well, we think we know who's the best, but that wasn't the case on the women's side because Laura Horvath never lost. She had the yeah. fastest time in every single round until the last one. And I swear to you, watching Tia's face, she's like, I, it, it's like she did it on purpose. Right. Yeah. Go, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Like made it, ahead. made it, made it, oh, made it. Now it, now it counts. Okay. Bye. Yes. Dude, the way she flew through that was like a completely different athlete mm -hmm. than all the other three times that she did before that. Mm -hmm. Like not even remotely close. Yeah. Faster on the jump ropes, faster on the snatch and threw the bag up. Like it was a, like a, a little baby. And you're not going to outrace her right up there. No, Dude, was, that was cool. It was amazing. Well, and then Gee as well. Gee was behind. Yeah. He was like complete opposite. He's like, he had never been in danger of losing any round. And then he gets a snatch behind Quant. Right. A full <laughs> <Yeah>. snatch. <laughs> he catches up, basically pulls the bag and prays that it, like he didn't even look. It looked like he pulled it up and just like, threw it around the area <laughs> and just was like, I'm sprinting there. And if it falls, like, and, uh, honestly, if it's like, if it falls, it falls, I'm going to lose. Right? right. I can either go slower and make sure it gets there, or I can just toss it up there and hope that it gets there and, and race him out at the end. Like that's your percentage chance. That's, and that's, that's what we were talking about. Like you get to choose one of two ways. Yeah. You're either going to play it safe or you're going to roll the dice. I loved it. And yeah, it was, it, it definitely it it brought up so much excitement mm -hmm. um, for such a simple, simple, a simple race. But how great were all those little pieces like you? The weights were great. The reps yeah. were great. The double unders were were good because they were long enough to give you room to screw it up because yeah. they could have done 33 and one. Yep. And then the weight was perfect because it wasn't too heavy. But it was just heavy enough to make you have to think about it. I mean, yeah, that was great. And so yeah. when we when we do a little overview of the weekend, we 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 look back on seeing what the whole purpose was, and it was to put on a great show for the community, to give the athletes a super fun test of fitness, and to really just showcase like the athletes themselves. And I think all of these athletes got great tests outside the realm of like you said earlier classic maybe regional semifinal or whatever tests which are really just inside a gym with a barbell and a kettlebell and a dumbbell and you know we had the wheelbarrow and the rope climb and the ruck pack and the you know the barbell complex the echo bike one is because they force you to do it because most people don't want to do it <laughs> the they steer, have that in their gym yeah they, they have it in their gym that yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't use it right um it's like the only time we went inside the gym was when you don't like to do that right. um the unique test of event four that i feel like that was people's least favorite but it was almost our favorite because it was a different type of work capacity test. You brought back the mule, which is a, a you know a callback, a benchmark. Everybody went faster, which is crazy. Um, the chipper with the, you know, just a long chipper of two different tests. Like we said, he had two different kind of body types and skill sets, and then the third person. Um, everybody likes a long chipper to see in there as a test. 
And then event seven with the bracket style elimination round. I mean, when you got to the end of the day, when it was all said and done, there wasn't one person that was like, that wasn't cool. Yeah. That wasn't fun. And then when you look at, say, the overall test. So when we want to look at the programming wise from an overall test, they tested a variety of different things across the board. And yeah, yeah think, some of the things maybe didn't play out as they thought. Like the only one I could really think of is maybe event one. And that's it. Like, I think yeah, the, I, the barrel and the over-unders, I thought, was going to be way harder than that. And then when the athletes, sometimes the athletes just get a hold of an event and just like, no, this is not what you thought it was going to be. Shoot, they did that at they, the CrossFit the games, games this year, they right? The games this year, they yep. broke yep. Dave Cash's event in half. Doesn't mean it was a bad test. You're like, shit. No, they're just that I, You're just way better than I thought you were going to be. I, here, I'm like, I got these guys. And they're like, bro. I'm like, wow, I... uh Touche. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I think if you look at it like if we try to f you know fit it in the template of did it hit every single thing it needs to hit for the you know for uh, for true fitness we could nitpick and be like well of course you know you haven't had your you know your long event you yeah know, like where's your twenty five plus one yeah and, but again like I because it's not on here. I don't think that it didn't do what its job was. The job was not to find the fittest on the planet. Did we have some longer events? Yeah, we had some longer events, yep. but not long in the in the like twenty five plus realm. Mm -hmm. Fine, whatever. What we did is we kept the excitement up on all the athletes that were here uh, on uh, for all the crowd that was here and all the fans. We had a lot of really good races and a lot of uh, great opportunities for the athletes to showcase where they are. Um, currently fitness wise, mm -hmm. um, and then also with their, uh, you know, give them opportunities to test not only their physical, but like their mental toughness. Like, okay, you're going to have to get gritty on this one. You're going to have to go to some dark places on this one, or you are now side by side with this other great name athlete. Do you have the capacity to push with them right now? to be able to go back after the events over and be like, okay, I need to work on X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. These are some things that I saw. Um, we got to play with some unique tools that we don't normally get to test with. So I, I think if we were talking about overall fitness, even though we took some of the, you know, the length out, the time domain out, yeah. we added some yeah, tools yeah, yeah. and equipment and, and implements implements there's that word yeah. <laughs> implements <laughs> i said for you guys i texted to chase like in the middle of the broadcast i said if i hear implement one more time i'm gonna throw up in my mouth yeah because <laughs> that's all i heard but anyway i mean you had all these different things that you don't normally test your fitness with and we say all the time that testing your fitness should allow you to grab anything and have a level of capacity to do good work with that and mm. So even though the the time domain specific, you know, the 25 plus wasn't there, there were all of these other things that I think really filled in the gap. So it was, I'll say this, not the test of fitness. It was a great test of fitness that offered a lot of opportunity for the fans to see some great races mm -hmm. and a really, really successful weekend for all the athletes that were there to see where they were and to win some money and yeah. just put on a great show for everybody. I mean, if, if you look at through the lens of, say this was a qualifier for the games a lot like we saw in the, in the open or, or in the maybe old regional days, like when they took the top three. Yeah. And like, all right, here's our test overall. Medeiros, Vilner, and Adler are your top three. You're like, okay. Looks like we, were, <laughs> we were, had a nice vetted experience. Then you have Tia, Annie, and Gabriella Magala. 
Yeah. Right. And it's like it would have been Laura Horvath, but she got stuck on handstand pushups again. You're like, oh, yeah, yep. this was a vetted test of a lot of different skill sets, strength, skill, gymnastics, work capacity, the ability to suck, which is the echo bike one. And yep. the last one, which is just like high intensity pressure situations to perform to near perfection under maximum intensity. I thought it was super exciting. Yeah. Totally. Very super exciting. For, and That's especially great. for what the whole purpose of what Bill and Katie wanted to do, which was to put on a spectacular event for the athletes and the community. And at the end of the day, when you look at that, I'm like, mission accomplished. Yep, they did just that. Mission awesome. accomplished. And he did it in yeah. seven events. Like, I, I, I had a great time there. I think uh, once you break some of these events down, you're like, oh, this was even cooler than I thought it was like event four. Yeah. Like I said, it, it red bland. You're like, okay. And, and if you're watching it, you just watched people ski and sit up and run. And they did that for four rounds. And there was a winner at the end. He's like, yeah, but like, how did they do it? How did they pace it? Did they have to I'm stick with you, it? Like it Formula was one racing. Yeah. You know? It's not just red next turning left. No, it's There's not a lot of strategy going into that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like strategy going into that event four probably had some of the, I think more unforeseen strategies. Yeah. And then obviously the chipper had a huge one. Like that was yeah. just like, how do you manage all that? Um, all right. Instead of giving a grade because we're not grading. It's nothing to grade. It was awesome. Yeah. So are we doing a element 26 thumb tape grade? Uh, we grading it to what? To did it accomplish what the goals were? Yeah. The precipice um, of the whole it, programming and the test of fitness and the excitement, like the, sh the everything. Uh, yeah. Is it my turn? Do I go? I think. Yeah, because I because I just sat on the 2018 one for like an hour and a half before I gave it. <laughs> so yeah, it's you. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what? Um, uh, I I I don't know. I will say that this one is at uh, this event is at a slight disadvantage because I don't really know what a two thumbs up perfect event would look like. Yeah, I see um, what you're saying. So, but with that, I'll give it a very proud one and three quarter thumbs up because I think overall it was awesome. It, as far as like you know when we laid out what our what we thought the goals of the event were. Mm -hmm. Would be that the only thing I would say, I mean, and this is way nitpicky, is um, that on like the first event, I feel like the wheelbarrow and the over under, they could have been something that was really cool. If you're going to make something new, bring something brand new in like that yeah. to make it to showcase it a little bit. And mm -hmm. I feel like it just kind of got it was kind of shoved behind the curtain a little bit. But yeah. I, I mean, that. I'm not saying that that really took away from the event much. Uh, right. Everything else was super fun. The races were great. I thought the 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 variety of events was amazing. I love the fact that they brought in so many different unique pieces. I mean, we really didn't talk about that feedback, the 70 and 50 pounds. Oh, yeah. Watching them throw the that on can their back. Carries. I mean, look at all the different bags that they had to carry. <laughs> yeah. You know, up the hill, on this, wearing the rucksack. I mean, there's a lot of... Mm -hmm weird uniqueness and and true to life type things that are on there that 
that you just don't normally get in a regular competition. So mm-hmm. for whatever shortcomings there were, I think those things definitely shorted up uh, yeah. for sure. So I'll say just, and I, like I said, because I don't know what a perfect one would look like. I'll say one and three quarters. Yeah. I, I'm easily the same with you. Like what a number two is in this setting. Don't know. All I know is like, this was a, in the more you explained it, even in right there, I was like, Oh man, yeah, it was great. All, yeah. all the different elements outside a general inside your gym test of fitness, one and three quarters for sure for me too. For my event one, it's just like you said, is like I was I wanted those and I think everybody else expected those barrel and over unders and, and hills and sandbags like to have more of an influence. And it just yeah. didn't happen because look, that's what happens when you test twenty of the greatest CrossFitters in the entire world. It's like next they, when they're doing it, they're like saying and like, okay, next time you got to beef this up because th- I'm, I'm better than you thought I was, you know? <laughs> and so what I was looking at is like, I would love the rope climb difficulty to equal the difficulty of the other two. And the athletes just had different plans for it. Yeah. And that's all. And that's not, that, that, that's it. I, I thought it was super fun. The finale was awesome. Awesome. So much exciting. We, I think we got really lucky with all the races we got all weekend for the most yeah. part. I mean, we had the gaming between Tia and Laura, just, you know, jumping three pounds at the very end. You had a lot of just great epic races between Vellner and Medeiros all weekend long. Guy's out there doing his thing and the races on the – like we got tenths of second separation on the final heat of both yeah. the, both of the, the finals. Like yeah. we got really lucky there and so many different things happened. So overarching thing, super fun competition. Rogue does it again. And I'll give it one to three quarters. There you go. Good times. Good there times. Go. What did you guys think of the programming? Let us know on Instagram. Let us know on our email. Let us know on our Patreon page. If you guys support the show more than you already do, go to patreon.com forward slash get with the programming because we've got some episodes coming up for our Patreon supporters when we have the 2019 sanctioned season 2020. Bill and I are going to make our own standard version using all the events <laughs> out there as soon as we finish finding them. <laughs> So hard to find them. It man. is so hard to find them, but uh, we're going to go through that. We're going to make our own standardized six events sanctioned for 2019 and 2020, and we will release that exclusively for our Patreon supporters. Other than that, Bill. Sir. Damn good to see you. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you, dude. Happy Tuesday to you guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye bye, everybody. Bye.